Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy, and I am playing Julian Illix. My name is Aaron, and I'm playing Sam Falooch. I am Ellie playing Archie. This is Johnny playing Chime North. This is Jeff playing Jer Land. And this is Jordan, and I am playing randomness and in, in embodied. And then some. And then some. So, it is now Julian's turn to have a focus episode. Where would you like to begin, Julian? Uh, Julian, we're going to begin... I'm trying to remember, what time of day was it when we left Consiglio? Was it, it, was, it was morning? morning? Yeah, I believe it was morning. Morning. Yeah, like early, early morning, if I remember correctly. <laughs> okay. Um, so I imagine, I'm going to pick up the first scene that day, um, but I imagine like we spent half the day just trying to make as much distance from the city oh, yeah. as possible, always checking, we're being followed. No one is kind of focused on anything else but other than just making sure we are actually made it clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially after Julian Snap chimed out his uh, reflection. It's probably been a solid eight hours of just short rests. And all right, it's been five minutes, let's keep going, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then at that point, you see Julian, who's been keeping towards the back of the group, is going to. He's walking a little bit quickly, making it up to the front, and he's going to go up to to Jer, and since Jer probably was at the front, mm-hmm. and says, all right, I, th- I think we've made it far enough that we can take a little bit longer rest now. All right. I can, I create, can use it. I can create a big loop type thing for us. Well, I don't think, I don't think we should rest here for... The night. It'll lower the, our visibility. As, I mean, as long as I mean, you're able to do this again in, say, another two or three hours. I should be able to at least put up a lean-to. I'm going to scout out the area really quick just to be sure what wildlife we are trying to avoid while cohabitate with, or at least for the next hour. Yeah. And at that point, he's going to turn around and be like, hey, uh, Bear, why don't you come with me? Okay. Where are we going? Just to check out the area. Just to make sure everything is safe. I'm hungry. Can we get some food? Julian reaches into his pack. Pulls out a one of the packages of the field ration. And tosses it to Bear. Mmm. Hey, this isn't bad. Yeah, un- unwrap it first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is this better now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> so, it goes off. With Bear. Okay. So he's like, so, Bear. Uh-huh. Yeah? As you probably heard me say in c- c- 
couple others said a bunch of times, we don't really know a whole lot about you and uh-huh. not you specifically, but you as the type of being that you are uh-huh. and how you guys actually work. Uh-huh. So explain this to me. You have Sarani as part of you now as well? I, I'm, I'm carrying her. So at one point, Sarani was speaking through you. Uh-huh. You have like a switch where you can, I'm going to be Bear now. Oh, I'm going to be Sarani now. Oh, I'm going to be the Elemental now. Is that how that works with... Oh. I mean, you are powered by an Elemental. Yeah. You know that. Uh-huh. Do you speak to your Elemental? Because most proxies that I'm aware of can speak they're elemental. Except for the old guy, for some reason. I'm just trying to understand this because the reason we're in our predicament right now is because of these elementals. I don't know if it's really kind of speaking. Sometimes I just feel like I need to go somewhere, or I need to eat something, or I need to play with a toy. Like, we call you Bear. Uh-huh. Where does that come from? I like bears. Do you know who named you Bear? I just thought, I've always had the name Bear. Haven't you always had the name Julian? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's like that. But, okay, let me put it to you this way. Your friend, Mm -hmm. Archie, sometimes doesn't say he is Archie. Sometimes is saying there's somebody else. Sometimes Sam says that grown-ups can lie. Sam's not wrong. Not on that one. And sometimes Sam is somebody else, too. He didn't even notice that. I think Sam's a little different. Yes, Sam is a little different. <laughs> in, in several different ways, Sam is different, yes. I found a crumb. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more of that? Field rations? Is there any way that I can talk to Sarani? <clears throat> Hello, Julian. <clears throat> and it's Sarani's word. Mm. Sarani, for androids. How does this relationship with the elemental powering you work? I mean, some humans can speak to their elementals. Mm -hmm. Is is that the case with androids? That there is the programming side of you, which has a personality, and the elemental side, and they coexist? Memories are stored in the central processing room. A elemental can choose for a time to experience a certain way of life. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they always stay with the same chassis. So just like in humans, they choose to take up different hosts. Humans, yes, in the broadest of senses. Human hosts believe that they are willing. Well, yes, because you delineated the difference between coexisters and subjugators. Something that I've been trying to tell everybody for years, that... I don't think that humans are the ones choosing. Right. But in the same regard, we don't have much of a choice either. We as in androids. I mean, yes, we have our own memories and everything like that, but we need power. We need some sort of energy source, some sort of divine spark. So there is a difference between the machine consciousness and the elemental. There is. Now, what makes the difference in 
a coexister, and a subjugator. Are those the only two factions of elementals? The only two on this planet. The only two you have to be worried about. Do we have to be worried about two? Or just one? Just one. So, coexisters and subjugators only deal with organic life. The relationship of elementals with organic life. So, mechanical life is a different matter entirely. But androids are, from what I've seen, are a combination of both mechanical and organic. We consider ourselves primarily mechanical. But you need organic life to sustain you. I mean, this kid eats like nobody's business. Software programming. He doesn't actually need to eat? No. (laughs) Alright, his model is specifically designed to give the coexisting elemental the sensations of being an organic child. One of those design choices that is involved is that organic children have to eat a lot because they are always growing. But you get the idea. Okay, so in order for him not to have to eat, he would have to have that change in his programming. Correct. One more thing. I know where we're going, both Katari and Archie can get help for their what's going on with their elementals. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear to me that we've got the elemental in Archie is not you according to you is not the elemental that was designed to be put in Archie. The chassis, as you say, was designed to have a different type of elemental than the one currently. Archie's model was specifically designed for water elementals. Another difference. Archie has displayed evidence that the elemental is taking control and has referred to not tolerating coexisters. So, here's my point. Looks like you elementals have an issue within your own ranks, and it is affecting us humans. I think I've already acknowledged that. I'm saying there's an opportunity for you guys to step up and do something about it before humans are forced to take control and do something about it. You won't like the way we choose to do some of those things. I really hope for the sake of coexisting that you're right and we can get these answers from this animal preserve. I don't think that'll be a problem. Like I said, I hope so. One more thing I want to try. And Julian takes out a shovel and starts to scrape away some of the the snow until he gets to the dirt. Mm -hmm. He's like, stand in that. Okay. Going to try and see if you can use an android to connect to an elemental. Or does it have to be a human component? Because he hasn't ever tried that before. To his knowledge. (coughs) Yes. So... I mean, doesn't matter what I roll, you could... What's the target number? For Earth, it would be 9. 11. You don't seem to make a connection at this point. Okay. Uh, just to be clear, as a human, some humans have extra abilities of their own. You're aware of that, right? I am. Okay. I can talk to elementals. 
I'm the reason I can't talk to yours or connect to yours right now. Interesting. Interesting. It might be because you're accessing the auxiliary memories of another individual. I, I, I'm just a data shell, essentially. I'm not even really supposed to be here, so Bear is serving double duty. So if Bear was in the driver's seat, there might be a difference. But he uh, also has his memory overtaxed at the moment. Okay. With just my presence. And we've been doing this all while just walking in a perimeter around. Okay. Julian <clears throat> hasn't been noticing any threatening animal evidence. So he's like, all right, I think we're good here. Let's go back. Okay. Hey, I'm hungry. <laughs> You're right, kid. Now I start starving Bear. <laughs> no, you notice a day later he's taking all the food away from Bear. <laughs> How much do you gonna eat? None of this. <laughs> and that's scene. Sounds good. Next scene. Yeah, let's go ahead and do chime. Let's make this after after the hunting. Maybe like a week after. So we're like smack dab in the middle of Consiglio and Troller City. We're hiking, we're marching, we're on our way, making our way. So we're just not a rest time. Chime has slowed his pace and has made his way to the back. Probably not on purpose. Wearing out. Yeah. Um, and everybody else seems to be 20, 30 yards ahead. Chime, you hear, made about five paces behind you. So you made your way towards the back again. Do you need to stop and take another break? Not yet. Soon, though. All right, well, let's let's pick it up. Let's try and catch back up. Yep, yep. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, Julian's gonna be just totally blunt about it. He's like, why don't you ever actually use your ability? I do use it. I use it to defuse tense situations when I can. At least I try to. You've done it like once or twice, and. We've always been in tense situations. It only works when I'm talking to somebody. The two times that you're talking about it were, were flukes that I could just give a command and somebody respond like that. Well, the it's first time... It's never worked like that in the past. Let me, let me tell you. These past month or so, a lot of my abilities have never worked like that in the past either. So, as an eight, I see a time coming where we need to develop these abilities. We can't just let them be passive. We have to own them. We have to find out what we can do with them and use them, not just when it's convenient, but to take charge of a situation. I'm not the leader that you are. I'm not a leader. Fine, then. I don't have the confidence that you do. Well... I'm trying to learn to be better. Well, first, tell me about your ability, specifically. I mean, when we were in the Healing Hands basement, you told the proxy to go to sleep, and he immediately just fell asleep. I don't know how that happened, honestly. I said it out of frustration for them to just go to sleep. So you have to be frustrated? Every time I've used it in the past, it was to calm other people down. It's always been something to calm people down. I'm more of a diplomat than anything else. Let me put it to you this way. When I first discovered my ability, I thought I could just hear what elementals were thinking. Then I discovered I could talk back to them. Then I discovered that I could persuade them to feel a certain way. 
then I discovered I could persuade them to do certain things. Do you see what I'm getting at here? Yes, I see what you're getting at. Your power kept growing. You kept learning more about your powers. Which is what I think, as innates, we need to do. You haven't noticed. I think a war is coming. And it's not the already one that's being waged with Centaro. I don't know if it's a war, but obviously the something's happening with the council that's gone to disrupt all of North Belsera. You're thinking too much within borders. That's all I've ever known. Just put it this way. Where do elementals exist? In North Belisera? In Gonsiglio? No. Everywhere. Yeah. And what are elementals using to influence this world? Humans. Humans who have certain abilities need to be, be able to step up to say no when we need to say no. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is that I'm trying to change my way of thinking for what I've known my entire life. We are taught that elementals are servants to the humans, but from what I've seen, the elemental highly influences people. You're right, and that's the first thing I've heard you say that is right. I mean, that's essentially how I got my power. What do you mean? I mean, my mother chose to become a proxy while she was carrying me. So you think that your powers are a side effect of that? Why not? Nobody knows how it needs to get their powers. They're just born with them. I mean, it's a possibility, I guess. And I was being developed while a elemental was influencing my mother. It's definitely a possibility that that's how you got your powers. My point is just saying, at a very young age, I understood that element of control that elementals have over humanity. It's unnatural. It's not something... Very few proxies realize this. It's not something I started to realize until a couple of years ago. When I grew up in a house full of proxies. So, you're saying you're trying to relearn how you were taught. Yes. We're at a point where we can't take our time to do that. we got to develop what we can develop. Push through what we got to push through. And make those changes happen now. Not slowly, not eventually, but now. I do the best I can. I learned to do it. You have to be willing to do it. How am I supposed to change it? You want me just ordering people around and see what happens? I don't think that's, that's a good, good thing for you to do. In fact, until you can actually show some abilities, that's not going to get you anywhere. Think about it. Where did we just come from? The council. We just ordered people around and didn't show anything giving back to society. Giving back to the people that we're serving in. You don't want to follow in those family footsteps. No. Like I said, I've always used my powers as a diplomat. It's a passive thing that I can use to calm people's attitudes to make them more willing to listen. Not something that controls people. It just makes them more willing to listen. That's all it does. At least from what I've seen my entire life. Julian looks up at the sky and it's getting a little bit darker. And he's going to say, Well, it looks like it's going to be about time to make camp for the night anyway. Guess what? Tomorrow you're going to see something different. And he starts walking a little bit faster up to Jerry. And you hear just talk back over his shoulders like, Training starts tomorrow. 
Sounds like the end of a scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go ahead and take a quick break there, and we will continue on with the Julian-focused episode right after this. Hey there, my name's Anthony, and I run an actual play podcast called Deep Fried Dice, where we play role-playing games. On Deep Fried Dice, we like to explore our imaginations and tell strange stories in alternate worlds, funny fantasies, and sort of epic fiction. Twice a week, we play games using genres and systems on the less-traveled side of role-playing in the hopes of showing off the flexibility this hobby can provide. If you like tabletop games, bad jokes, and hearing stories, then come listen to us at www.deepfrieddice.com. Alright. Yeah, another scene I want to have is I haven't really decided whether it should be Julian with Sam or Julian with Shade. It can be both. <laughs> I mean, you can't really disconnect one from the other. Apparently, Shade can. Yeah. That was... <laughs> so we'll, we'll start it with Julian's going to approach Sam. Roll for Shade. <laughs> six. Six. Uh-oh. <sighs> Johnny. Johnny. Since Johnny's already. So reroll it again? Yeah. Let's choose between. Oh, gosh. So what no, 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 no. What he's really Roll a two. Roll a two. Roll a two. Don't choose me. I was actually going to choose you. Because here's the thing it's because he's had a scene with Jer. He's had a scene with Bear. He's had a scene with Chine. Oh. And so if it makes the most sense, just to give you guys some new voice. Equal screen time. Yes. Oof. Okay, I'll I'll try. Just remember, Shade likes to mess things up. No, no. Shade yeah. likes to have fun. Shade likes to have fun. Dark and mischievous. That, fun. Well, it's not even always dark and mischievous. Shade. No, it's, it's just whatever Shade views as fun at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so Shade has very dynamic personalities. So let's say this is stick with chronologically. This is a few days later, after um, the conversation with Chime. So a couple days out from Troller City. Yeah, a couple days out from Troller City. Say we've just made camp for the night. Julian's finished getting a, a fire going, and he's left Bear in charge of cooking some meat. <laughs> Was that smart? I've also been hinting at Julian has been taking Bear out with him on this, so he's been sort of teaching Bear how to do more some of this more stuff. Hunter-trapper type of things. Because ironically, out of all of the group he probably trusts Bear the most. <laughs> probably valid. Jerry's going to keep an eye on him. Yes, that's what China just with a bubble of water just kind of hovering right there <laughs> in case things get out of control. What is Sam doing at the moment? I'm at my cot, kind of near where Katari's being kept. And I'm kind of going through my pack and organizing stuff. Has Katari been conscious lately? Katari sometimes comes in and out of consciousness. A lot of times it's like when you guys are traveling, um, like she'll wake up if there's a big bump or something. And sometimes she does have a few moments of lucidity. Not very often. If she was conscious as he's making his way over to Sam, he would check on her real quick. How are you feeling? Feeling okay. I've been dreaming a lot recently. And I think everything's okay. Dreaming, or is this something that your elemental is trying to tell you? Do I look like I know the difference? Maybe not right now. I get that, but how long are you going to keep those dreadlocks in the weather like this? I'm not going to get rid of them and get rid of all this insulation. What are you talking about? <laughs> but aren't you afraid they're going to freeze off? 
No. No? No. I haven't before. Oh, I think I'm going to sleep again. Yeah, yeah. Very best. Good. Fireflies. Julian, at that point, just kind of turns, uh, finds a place to sit close by, and looks over at Sam's like, she's making less and less sense each time she wakes up. She is. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Not 100% sure what influence her elementals having on her. Yeah, I think that's going to be a question for Jer. He's the... Actually, I know we haven't done this in a while, but it's also getting kind of dark. Could be good for throughout the night, considering the area where we are is not pretty safe anyway. Want to do your... You want to take a look? See thing? Yeah, I can help you out there. 19, 20. 22. He looks back over at Atari and... Is the elemental still pretty inert, as you put it before? Mm-hmm. Uh, and looks back at Sam is like, yeah, the elemental is not doing much of anything for her right now. And he hasn't said this. He mentioned it to Jer, but didn't explain. But he's going to explain it now. It's like, for some reason, when you do your sight thing and can allow us to see in darkness or thermographic. For some reason, that has a different effect on me. I can now see the elementals. Not just the effects of the elementals, but the elementals. Oh, how does that work? I don't know, but I can see that Shade is now a little bit more curious. I think it's cool. Shade, what do you think? (laughs) You win. Shade's actually kind of quiet. Dude, what do you think of that, uh, the fact that he can see elementals? Have you ever heard of that before? Not until now. Shade says he's never heard of that before. What do they look like? Depends on what kind of elemental they are. Differs between what their state of mind is. Hmm. What does Shade look like? Right now, Shade is just kind of floating off to the side. They're not doing much of anything. Before, Shade has been tendrils reaching down into every fiber of your nervous system. I'm bored at the moment. Shade has been this, like, ominous figure riding on your shoulders before. I think you've missed the parts when I've been the one riding on Shade's shoulders. It's true. All this to say that there seems to be, as the android put it, Sarani. When she was talking through Bear, okay. classified elementals <laughs> as coexisters and subjugators. I don't think that I'd be that surprised. Okay, but you can see that there is benefit to humanity from the idea of coexisting and not subjugating. Yeah, like living like Shade and I live. We coexist. But it seems like Shade, according to how it has been laid out, would be in the camp of the subjugators. Even though you make, the two of you may coexist, the overall goal of Shade as an elemental, maybe to coexist with you, specifically you, but in regards to the rest of humanity, 
Shade? Not coexist. Are you a coexister or a subjugator? It seems like your friend's a little too curious about my positions. Shade says he keeps politics to himself. He said I was the curious one. Curiosity killed the cat, my friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, what? What did Shade say? Just that politics are private. Uh, but they, they're never private. You should know this. We just came from a, a, a part where politics, even when they're forced to be private, have very public ramifications. Right, but it, I mean, it's not like the elementals are starting a new country or anything. <laughs> Although now that you mention it, it's a great idea. <laughs> oh, hmm. I mean, like, elemental politics are private. Because they're, you know, they're not ruling the world. Yet. But I feel that's some of their goal. Especially within the subjugators camp. Well, it's also some of our goal to rule the world. Are you going to kill off all of us because, all humans, because some of us want to rule the world? I'm just saying, those that want to rule the world need to have some sort of checks and balances. Like murder and death? No, it doesn't need to go to murder and death. Let me emphasize that. It doesn't need to go to murder and death. Sometimes it has to. Does it? I mean, when, so, so what I want... Okay, I, when there are no checks and balances for the people that... Or, let's say, the entities that would impose their will on the world. So, what I'm hearing is that since you are worried they're going to attempt to impose their will. You're not going to kill them just because of your worry, but if they were to attempt to, you would defend your life. But you're not going to go all retribution because of your theories. How would that be any different than what we just came from? From what I remember, everything we just came from Every step we took was defending our livelihoods. Every step we took, yes. What about every step the council was taking? What was that defending? Their livelihoods. So when the cost of your livelihood is stepping on the heads of those beneath you? I'm not saying they're in the right. I'm just saying that maybe there's a better way. Which is what I'm trying to get at. It seems like my view. Shade, looking at the entity of Shade. Yes. Is that those that would subjugate those beneath them to maintain their livelihood, there is a better way. I think we're in agreement on some of that. Sure, we are. And Shade agrees too. Don't tell him lies. If Shade really agrees. If. Then Shade may be more of a coexister. And Shane is willing to admit. If. Be interesting to see. Interesting. I'll also be interested to see what more can happen when elementals and innates use their abilities together. That would be fun to learn. Well, I think I smell that the, the meat is about done. I need to go over there before Bear eats it all. Oh, this looks so tasty. It's a good call. I'm going to go ahead and call that the scene. All right. Um, I want to throw a wrench into something. Because we so far, we've all 
stopped at the Troller City yes. moment. Mm-hmm. I want to do something past that. You want to determine what outcome came out of the Troller City thing? Maybe not. The scene is going to be in the mountains. It's going to be Chime, Julian, Katari, and Archie. Okay. We're going to pick it up like it's in the middle of something that has just gone down. So it's in the mountains. There's like an enclave, uh, like halfway up like the, the face of a mountain. It seems to be snowing pretty heavily. The scene picks up Julian. Katari's in there in the enclave on a stretcher with Chime and Archie. And Julian is coming, rounding back around the corner, like rifle, like ready. And he like rushes back into the enclave. And he's like, he's out of breath. He says... I went back up as far as I could. There's no sign of him. Sign of who? And he's going to be like, Archie? Archie? Are you Archie now again? Yes, I've been Archie. And he just shakes his head at it. <laughs> shakes his head at Chime. Well, like, Katari's safe. <laughs> Katari's, Katari's safe. Sam should have made it down by now. Okay? I, haven't, I haven't seen him. And then Jer and Bear, hopefully they've made it all the way down. I hope so. By now. Who is Jer? Oh my goodness. We gotta get to the Shadow Preserve. Yes, we do. What is the last thing you remember, Archie? Been walking for several days, weeks, I don't know. It's been weeks. Pulling along this chick behind me. You don't even remember her name? Katori or Tari or something? Katari. Oh, right. oh, there you go. It's going even faster this time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting bad. Alright, so. Getting bad. Okay, right. remember this, okay? The short kid, Bear. BR. Okay? BR. That's, you keep saying that. Saying what? He, he says his name is Bear, not BR. Yeah, his name is Bear. Okay. Look, we can't rely on its memory. We just you want to call me Itch one more time? I don't know who you are, so I have to say it. Archie. This minute. Yes, this minute is Archie. Five minutes ago, it wasn't. Right? But it's no use in telling you who you were because five minutes from now, you won't remember this. Just remember Bear. Just remember Bear, the kid. Stick with the kid. All right. right. Where so, is he? Hopefully down the Down there. You lost Bear? No, we didn't lose Bear. Is it safe for us to go out there? Well, let's do this. The two of you take a time, head down the path, try and catch up to Jer and well, Bear. On that note, I've been looking at this uh, sled we have Katari on. I've made a few minor modifications. We can essentially, all four of us can ride on down the hill. Yeah. But we're not leaving Sam. No, we're not. I'm just saying, we can carry four people in this one sled. So do you want us to hurry down the hill, or do you want us to just try to catch up to Darren Bear? He's going to kind of nod over. It's like, for the sake of this mess that's going on over here, we need to get back to Bear. All right. Come on, Archie. We're going for a walk, and I take the sled. And he turns to Chime, and it says, All right, remember what I told you about if you see those feathers? Uh-huh. Do the exact opposite in this situation. Are you sure? I am 100% positive. Okay, then. Understood. 
and hands back out of the enclave and back up the mountain. And then as you guys are heading down 30 seconds later, you hear a rifle shot. We're going to go ahead and call that the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Ellie, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you'd like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is bonethrowerstheater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.